I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Laughing. All right, guys, we are now being serious because we are live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. This is episode number 62. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. Yeah, 62, it's crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, I am here today with another special guest, Mr. Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. I'll uh, I'll give the proper intro here, so we uh, you know don't forgo some formalities. Sometimes we have too much fun when we hang out, so we want to keep some things a little professional. It's, it's always fun, yeah. At least for the first forty-five seconds, we'll be professional. Sure. Jeremy Pope is a former clinical and stage hypnotist who now helps entrepreneurs build scalable, high-ticket businesses. He's been all a top sa- mm-hmm. all true, good. Yeah, <laughs> Not making it up as I go. Right, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's been a top salesperson, sales manager, and sales trainer for international businesses, including the direct marketing giant Gethy Ranker. Mm-hmm. Now he helps small business owners repair broken discovery calls. And by the end of this conversation, we're going to tell you how to get a hold of him and how he you can get him to help you repair your discovery and sales calls. So, Jeremy Pope, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. It's always fun. Thank you for having me. So I, I have to admit, this show actually was kind of inspired by your show. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't think I ever told you that. Um, yeah. I got really fired up. I was approached by Headspace TV for the show um, mm-hmm. shortly after I was interviewed on your show, Sales Call Overhaul. Nice. And nice. I'm like, this was awesome. I want my own. Uh-huh. As we know, I'm really good at staying super focused. So I'm like, I want that and that and that. And so Sales Call Overhaul inspired me to want my own show. And then Headspace TV showed up and gave me that opportunity and made it really easy. Nice. So thank you for that. And I think that uh, your show was one that I probably got the most exposure uh, from as a guest out of all the shows I've done. Wow. Yeah, wow. which is interesting because you're. I don't yeah. feel bad about letting it lapse, but even more excited about bringing it back. Bring yeah. it back, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not not a formal announcement yet, but uh, guys, stay tuned for more sales call overhaul uh, mm-hmm. in the very near future. Now, Jeremy, I want to focus with you on the sales call overhaul specifically because you've got a lot of superpowers, and it's very interesting because we've worked a lot together. Mm-hmm. And you've got strengths in areas and experiences in areas that I am far from. Um, and and, we, both, and we, we both play in the sales space, but I think our skill sets, um, they're very complementary, but mm-hmm. we're, we're, our real strengths are, are also very different. So tell me, how does Sales Call Overhaul come to be, whether not just the show, but the process that you, that you do? Well, basically, I just... I really enjoy being a dick to people about mistakes that they've made. (laughs) I I made a product out of it. It goes to show you can make a product out of anything. Out of anything. Right. Um, No, there's, I I believe very firmly that if someone has the passion to learn something that almost any skill is learnable. Uh, I am not of the opinion that, um, some people just have it and some people just don't and and all that kind of thing. Some people just want it and some people just don't that absolutely. I I agree with that a hundred percent, 
but it was always such a disempowering kind of thing to hear that there are some people who are just born salespeople and some people who just never will be. And I think it has way more to do with desire than anything else. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is Carol Dweck's um, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Um, So people can look that up. And the other is Jeff Colvin's uh, talent is overrated where he goes deep into how Mozart was not a particular prodigy. He just got his 10,000 hours of expertise practice in by age 16 his first symphony was crap and it was mostly written with his dad. Einstein, similar. Tiger Woods, similar. Example after example after example. And it's just, they got to where they were because they wanted it really early and they kept on wanting it. And they had a good way of practicing. So I looked at all that and I go, mm, how do you practice well? Um, you and I both are very firm believers in coaching and you're, you're an excellent sales coach. It's been a pleasure to listen to you do sales coaching. Um, and so making sure that there is a clear structure for sales coaching, for self sales coaching, for peer sales coaching, for group sales coaching, um, having that structure um, instead of just, well, my manager felt X or my role play partner felt Y Um that does not a good foundation make. You need a structure. You need a clear, explicit, written structure for that. And so that's kind of where the my call matrix came from for the sales call overhaul. And once I built that out, I realized, oh, well, this is a product. And when we do a three-call review series with some near therapy in between to fix broken mindsets, people's close rates go up 10, 15% just in that one, in that one shot. And when you're charging, you know, a thousand, two thousand $2,000 for this kind of review and the salesperson is, I mean, that's one commission for a lot of these salespeople that we're talking about. So they could have that back in a week. Um, They could have that back quadruple in three weeks, you know, so it's, it, it was just kind of a no-brainer to turn it into a product at that point. But once the structure was there and I realized, oh, people want this. All right, fine. Let's do it then. It, it's kind of a boring story, but that's the foundation for it. <laughs> well, you know, and I think there's there's some core uh, learnings in that mix because mm. one of the things I've always cha- been challenged with is measuring results. And that sounds silly because oh, in sales, yeah. it's like, oh, obviously you're making sales and you're not, but it's not that simple. No. Right. And no, it's, it's, it's all about how do we measure, like, where's your skill level at? Because your skill level isn't always measured by the result as far as the outcome of the sale. Right. There's many other factors. And I always struggled with that primarily because for the most of my career, I didn't have a formal matrix in place. Mm-hmm. And so there was no measurement and therefore you couldn't say, Oh, this is how far I've come. Yeah. And there's, there's several reasons for that internal and external. Well, mostly external actually. Um, one is the results that you get, i.e. dollars collected or however you want to measure that, but that's a pretty common one. Um, it's, it's not a result. It's a meta result. It's a combination of nine other results or, or 15 other results, whatever's going on. And it's not just a measure of your skill. It's a measure of the lead quality and the education that happens beforehand and how well is marketing working with sales here. There's a lot of things that play together in that. So that's that's one problem. The other problem is that is it is the ultimate laggard in when you learn it. Like when you collect the dollars, that's the 
end of the process. And sometimes, I mean, with enterprise sales, it could be a three-month process. It could be a two-month process. Well, often it's much longer than that, but it should be a three-month process instead of a seven-month process, you know? And so you don't, you don't learn what you need to learn when you need to learn it. And it slows down your growth tremendously. If you can have a tight feedback loop that is based on leading indicators rather than lagging indicators, oh man, that's the holy grail right there. So it can't be based on dollars collected. That is the worst. It's the worst indicator I can think of currently while on this show. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> it's a bad one. It's a bad one. Yeah. No, it's, well, it's here. It, it has the benefit of clarity. But man, it, it's not very useful for improvement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know great salespeople. Uh, I should say great. I should say people that have improved significantly during the sales process and still aren't closing the sales yet. But it doesn't mean what they're practicing and doing on the right. isn't improving, right. isn't where it's supposed to be. What if they're so far below the tipping point and, and they're just doing sales out of necessity and they've, they've, they're learning to love it, but... I mean, they've still got another four weeks before they cross that tipping point and make their first sale. It doesn't matter how coachable they are. They've got huge skill levels that they're going to have to leap for that first sale. So that doesn't mean they're not improving. Or maybe the sale's really difficult and they're already a decent salesperson. It's just a really hard sale. That doesn't mean they're not improving. It's, yeah, it's a very opaque metric. Mm. So if we go back to the matrix then, okay. tell us... Um, give me an idea of, of what pieces that you're measuring in that matrix. You don't have to like share all the secret sauce, but, but give us, right. give us some key pieces, especially if there's some that aren't typically what you might be looking at. Um, I'll do you one better. Um, I will share the call matrix um, with your listeners. Uh, so I don't have a structure for that right now. So they'll just have to get in touch with me on that profile scrolling across the bottom of facebook.com and- Jeremy the Pope. Okay, you guys get that? Facebook.com forward slash Jeremy the Pope. That is Jeremy's personal profile. Yeah. Go message yeah. him. He will send you a copy of the matrix, call matrix. I'll send you the Google Doc or the PDF, whichever way I have it built right now. Um, yeah, so a couple of the things that might not be expected there are um, I don't really care so much what people say on a phone call. There are some there are some calls that you can script, and the shorter they are, the more scriptable they are. So an appointment set call, that's a relatively scriptable call. But um, a forty five minute long discovery call where someone's going to buy a twelve thousand dollar item, eh, you need to be sensitive to where that call's going and where that person is. So most of what I'm looking for is, well, we we go over structure. Do you have a clear structure to your call and are you hitting all the right topics in general on your call? That, that is important. It cannot be ignored. Um, two is, are you getting emotions? Are, are you getting, are you getting emotional buy-in here? I don't care if you talk about something. I can talk at you from this show for three and a half hours. It doesn't mean you're listening. It doesn't mean you care about it. It doesn't mean you like what I'm saying. It just happens to be on in the room somewhere. You know, uh, it's like a sports bar with sports that you don't really care for kind of thing. Right. Um, for me, that's any sports bar turns out. 
<laughs> I, I was, I was going to make a plug for a team, and I realized that was probably not good for ratings. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> go sports. All right. <laughs> go, go, go sports team. Right. Uh, so uh, there's the, the emotional buy-in is really important. And it does require a little bit of judgment to tell. I mean, this is why you need a coach. Self-coaching only takes you so far. It's useful. Um, and it's, it's more available than any other type of coaching. But um, being coached um, by someone who has experience and insight, that's a big deal because they're just going to notice things that you don't notice or they're going to they're gonna calibrate to you and your prospect in ways that you weren't able to. Um, it's legit easier to be an armchair quarterback than an actual quarterback by a long shot. So call review is simply easier than um, doing the call. Give yourself the gift of call review. I mean, review your own calls and be your own coach with that stuff. Have any kind of structure for those, for those self-coaching moments. But I mean, if you want the sales call matrix, it's available. Absolutely. But so making sure that, that you're applying the right kind of judgment and discretion to, is that real emotional buy-in? Am I deluding myself? Am I really noticing what I think I'm noticing? That's, that's an important part of it. Um, three is, is the salesperson in sync with the prospect? And this goes beyond icebreakers. I do not generally recommend, for most of the salespeople that I'm training, they're really good at rapport already. They don't need four minutes of icebreakers. And I hate talking about the weather and I hate hearing people talk about the weather. You can skip it. If it's, if it's like OCD, I have to talk about the weather at the beginning of my sales call. I get that. I mean, that's, there are a lot of salespeople that cannot move on to section two without talking about the weather first. It's just so in, it's like cellular level stuff. So, okay, fine. It's, it's not that big of a deal, but boy, what if you can surprise people from minute one in a sales call? Derek Sievers, um, the, it, it, you were talking about something earlier uh, about um, focus, and I almost brought him up earlier. Um, you can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. Um, he's got a lot of great quotes, and he's very countercultural, and he makes me think a lot because I, I disagree with him probably about a third of the time. I'm like, yeah, but I like this other stuff. This is interesting. He, he always challenges me. Uh, but he talks about um, something else that my ADD is not letting me remember at the moment. So let's go back for a let's second. Let's talk about ADD. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, calibration, talking about the weather. Um, if you have to do it on a cellular level, I get that. Um, it, but yeah, being in rapport with with this prospect in front of you, being in sync with them, I think is a better word than rapport. It's more complete rapport. You're getting along great, but will they follow you by some definitions of rapport? They, they will, but in sync, are you noticing what's really going on with this person? That is a big deal. Is your energy matching? theirs enough where they'll let you lead. Is your tone matching? theirs enough is your conversational style is perhaps a bad word, but your conversational affect in the moment, the changeable parts, not, not personality style works. Personality doesn't work. You don't need to change your personality. Um, But are, are you matching well enough with them that you can apply servant leadership to this call and they'll come with you. 
Um, some of that is very simple with, you're familiar with Gong IO. Um, and they do all kinds of research on the data that they have from their transcribed sales calls. There are many hundreds of thousands of transcribed sales calls. And they find that with enterprise sales, which is their primary customer, enterprise salespeople, um, the most likely to close calls have the salesperson talking 40% of the time, 46% of the time, I think is a number. So you and I have talked about that kind of thing, the 70, 30 rule, and they've got it a little bit more refined now. So people can talk a little bit more than we thought they could statistically in enterprise sales specifically and be good. Mm. So just keeping in mind, okay, are we basically on track with this stuff? Um, am I talking over? I mean, some of this stuff is just obvious and simple, but foundations are foundations for a reason. It's important. And even the best people need to be reminded of that stuff frequently, frequently. Um, if I am not being reminded monthly, weekly, um, I get rusty. Like I, I get really rusty and, um, I've lost clients that way as a salesperson. Um, I've lost deals that way. Just be being out of the groove, you know? So, um, yeah, that, that being in sync is a big deal. Um, I don't know. I, those all feel pretty expectable though. What's, what's something. I mean, oh. I think, I, th- I think they, they, they give a twist that we normally don't see. Okay. Well, good, good. I, I like giving those, those little twists with. Um, <laughs> so Derek Sievers said that was, that was what I was going to come back to. He said, cut out anything that's not surprising. And so if we're going into four minutes of icebreakers, why is it necessary? Is it really necessary? Maybe if you're bad at rapport, but most people are pretty decent at rapport. And when you get into, when you get into talking about the things that the other person on the call really cares about, I can't think of too much that will get you into better rapport than to talking about, than talking about the things they care about. So that's, I prefer to go deep fast and, and make sure that we're getting rapport that way. Um, what's, what's, let's see. Oh, okay. Here's something that most people would not pay a lot of attention to. And it, it plays with the other ones nicely, but are you getting commitment? Are you getting actual commitment? When you, I talk about the transparent triple close, um, and you might even remember these, but big unsolvable problem, return on solution and vision for the future. And then the um, why this, why now, what else, why us? Um, and when you have those three closes, you've got the sale. Now you might have to hold on to that sale and keep it alive for a couple of days or a couple of months or whatever. But as long as you currently have those three things, you have the sale. If you don't have those three things, you don't have the sale. Why not know about it? Why not make sure you know when you have that sale or you don't have that sale? Talk about these things transparently, explicitly. Make it real simple. Um, It sounds conversational. It's not awkward. It makes it all work. But with those three things, the big thing that I tell my salespeople and my clients is I don't care if you talked about them. I care if they're committed. That's the close right there. The close is not that you talked about something. Who cares? 
If somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to give you $8,000. I know exactly what I'm buying. And, and you look at them and you go, that's my perfect client. How much talking do you really have to do? You have to make sure your expectations are matching so that they don't have any buyer's remorse later on. But if they're sold, they're sold. So all you have to do is you, you have to know that they're sold. You have to know that it's done. And um, so that's about the commitment. Yeah. That's something a little different than most people teach. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I think man, there's so many like little, little nuggets here that we can talk on for hours, but you know, right. the, the time of the audience here. Uh, <laughs> so what's next for Jeremy Pope? What's next for sales call overhaul and how Ooh. can our audience uh, take advantage of your skills, your services? Okay, cool. Well, we are going to be doing free sales call overhauls on the air every week with the new podcast. And this is something that we never really got off the ground last on on the show you mentioned before. Um, But that was the goal all along. And I'm, I have the bandwidth for it now. I've made the time. I should say I've made the time for it now. So that's nice. Um, That $1,800 product of the three sales calls overhauls with the therapy in between or near therapy in between to make sure the mindsets are fixed. We're doing a scaled down version of that where people send in their calls and then we anonymize them. We we transcribe them, redact them, anonymize them, and then reenact them live on the air. So this is not playing your audio. It's not violating any copyright. It's not revealing who you are or anything like that. Caller number 47 is the winner kind of thing. Mm. But we will give you a scaled down version of that $1,800 product right there on the air. And all you have to do is send in your call and then listen. That's it. And I'll be doing that with an excellent sales expert each time. Um, And you are invited, Jeremy, of course, to be on as many times as you want. (laughs) I I trust your judgment with grading sales calls and explaining what went wrong and how to make it right and et cetera. Um, But that's, that's the thing. So look for the sales call overhaul podcast in a couple of weeks here. And uh, that's, that's really the biggest thing. We'll have a Facebook page set up shortly. We'll have a Facebook group set up shortly where people will need to go to be able to submit and get the links and everything. And uh, for now, they can just connect with me personally on Facebook until we have that show running. So if you check for the show and it's not there, connect with me personally. I'm happy to hang out. Awesome. And again, Jeremy's profile is facebook.com forward slash Jeremy the Pope. All in word. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent. Now, I want to hit you with our lightning round. And this is where we have All some right. fun. Mm-hmm. Not that this hasn't been fun, but this is more fun. Because uh, okay. I get to dig into you. And I know you really well. So I mm-hmm. know you're going to like this part. Okay. Um, so it's super simple. Uh, four quick questions. First question from the lightning round. I just like to use the microphone. Um, number one is we all know coffee is for closers. So what is your favorite coffee or comparable drink? Raspberry Royale tea from Bigelow. Excellent. Or raspberry caramel tea from Davidson. Either okay. one. Yeah. Awesome. You can load it up with cream and it doesn't curdle. I like the dessert teas. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What is one book or movie that you would recommend to uh, sales rep or sales leader? Mm, 
It really depends on where they are. Um, one of my favorite books, though, is Unselling by Peter Bork. And it's more aimed at enterprise sales, but the mindset there is so powerful, so powerful. Um, it, it's a servant leadership kind of book. And it's it kind of how to, how to have sales, good high-tension sales without a high-pressure sale where you're helping them build that tension appropriately internally, but you're never pressuring someone. Um, yeah, that, that fits with my sales philosophy really, really well, that book. Gotcha. And it's usually free or a buck on Amazon Kindle. Yeah, awesome. Highly, highly recommended. Unselling. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now, not, not unselling about customer journeys by Scott, whatever his name is. Right. It's by Peter Bork specifically. Unselling Peter Bork. by Peter Bork. Yeah. Gotcha. Excellent. Excellent. Next question is who is someone that's been a mentor to you in your life? Oh goodness. Um, plenty of people. I've, I've been very blessed to have a lot of mentors. Um, let's see a couple of contractors, uh, my friends, Ormond Hunter and Mark Buckman. Absolutely. Uh, my dad, Edwin Pope, my doctor, uh, Fred Fritchie, um, goodness, a lot, lot of hometown people in that, in that crowd yeah. there. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest, the biggest group right there. It's, it's all people who are friends of my parents first. And, that's, um, yeah, I've, I've learned a tremendous amount from them. See, and I think that's a great example because a lot of people think that they need to have like Tony Robbins as their mentor, or like uh, like these big celebrity names, but it doesn't matter who it is if you're learning. As long you're as you're growing consistently, that's yeah. the that's the big thing right there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Now, my final question for the lightning round is what's the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you see that on the floor next to the couch? Yeah. That is an electric unicycle. And I think it probably qualifies as the strangest. (laughs) Um, So it, it works like a Segway. And so I ride that around like an absolute dork in the neighborhood and just cruise around in the summer breeze and relax. And it's pretty much effortlessly effortless to ride once you learn how to balance on it. And um, yeah, that's probably the strangest thing that I do. Yeah. So it's an electric unicycle. Yeah. It's like fake exercise. I should say it's walking is harder than riding that thing, though (laughs) certainly less dangerous. (laughs) I actually was going through some of our messages before and you, there was a point where you sent me a message saying you fell off and like landed on your face or something. (laughs) Did I ever, did I ever, you can see a, well, I don't. Yeah, there we go. You see that dot above the eyebrow? Yeah, that's the that's the only remaining scar that I have wow. from that tumble that I took. But I ate it. I busted up a pair of glasses. I, I had I had r- above and below this eye over here. It was a close thing to getting that eye poked out. So, um, what I learned from that was when it's dark, and the lights are more separated. <laughs> than you think and your eyes are kind of filling in don't go full speed because there might be a pothole you can't see 
I had someone ask me if, if I'd learned to wear a helmet and I said, no, that's not the lesson here. Let's not get over broad. What are you? A yeah. I, I would suggest maybe if it's dark out, you should get off the unicycle. It has a headlight. Come on. What do you want, Jeremy? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. See, this is why I love the lightning round, especially that question. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Awesome. You're right. <laughs> so, one more time, I want to remind everybody where to find you. Mm-hmm. So, facebook.com forward slash Jeremy the Pope is your personal profile. We're going to keep an eye out for Sales Call Overhaul podcast coming very soon. And by the time. And that, that'll be up at salescalloverhaul.com very shortly. Should be Perfect. this week. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Salescalloverhaul.com is mm-hmm. the place to go um, later this week. And anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to leave the, the listeners and viewers with? I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm happy to have you here, man. This is, yeah. this is fun. We always have a blast. I've been very blessed and to have such good friends. And I, um, if anybody needs a friend in this realm, needs, needs a little bit of help, please reach out. I'm happy to help. I will say you, my friend, are one of the nicest people I have ever met in my uh-huh. life. Oh, like sincere. Yeah, sincere. Right. So likewise. Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. All right. So guys, be sure to check out Jeremy Pope and sales call overhaul. This was episode number 62 of sales team rescue. If you want to catch the replay of this episode, previous episodes and a link to be notified for future episodes, go to salesteamrescue.com. And if you would like to book your own sales team strategy blueprinting call, with yours truly, that's me. Also, go to salesteamrescue.com and we will see you right here on Headspace TV next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Remember, guys, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.